Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome. It's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Ritchie. Please forgive me. We had a bit of a technical issue at the beginning of program, but we are back at it. Jackson White joining me today, co-founder, editor-in-chief, Politoscope, and TYT Rebel HQ creator, all-star host on the YouTube channel, Politics of Paper. Fascinating breakdown as always. Top story of the day, Donald Trump sells shoes, gets booed. Now, this is an interesting saga. He's basically Al Bundy. Here it is. Wow, a lot of emotion. There's a lot of emotion in this room. Thank you. Thank you. So, so the really nice thing is we have lines, and I want to thank Chase, and I want to thank Alan. But we have- Yeah, they booed him. The shoes go for about $400 uh, back in- Back in my day, we used to call them May Pops. If you step in a puddle, they may pop at any time. All right. Remember, he is the ultimate salesman selling people fake cards. So shoes, not a stretch. Here it is. This is your favorite president, Donald J. Trump, with some very exciting news. My last two Trump digital trading card collections sold out in just hours. And now I'm back with my latest series called the Mugshot Edition. I wonder where that came from, the Mugshot Edition. 47 all new stunning cards, and here is the best part. I'm doing two important things for my Trump collectors. For the first time, we're creating a real physical Trump card. Purchase 47 digital cards and we'll mail you a beautiful trading card. It is an authentic piece of the suit I wore when I took that now famous mugshot. And it was a great suit, believe me, a really good suit. That's right. By 47 fake cards, they send you a piece of one. And they also literally cut up his suit and use it like a prayer cloth back in the 80s that televangelists used to do. Mail them yeah. around to everybody. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, put up the picture full of masks. Here are the shoes. Um, yeah, Philadelphia, as he closes in on the Republican presidential nomination, former President Donald Trump made a highly unusual stop Saturday hawking new Trump branded sneakers at SneakerCon, a gathering that bills itself as the, quote, 
the greatest sneaker show on earth. Trump has uh, Trump was met with loud boos as well as cheers by the Philadelphia Convention Center as he introduced what he called the first official Trump footwear. All right, uh, they are called the Never Surrender high tops. Um, even though he did actually surrender. Uh, the shoes, shiny gold high tops with an American flag detail on the back, are being sold as Never Surrender high tops for $399, $399. I'm sure they cost $3.99 to manufacture. On a new website that also sells other Trump branded shoes and Victory 47 cologne and perfume for $99 a bottle. He'd be the 47th president if elected again. The website says it has no connection to Trump's campaign, though the Trump campaign officials promoted um, the appearance in online post. The unannounced lunch came a day after a New York judge ordered Trump and his company to pay a whopping $355 million in penalties, finding that the former president lied about his wealth for years scheming to dupe banks, insurers, and others by inflating his wealth on financial statements. That penalty came after Trump was ordered to pay an additional $83.3 million to the writer E. Jean Carroll for damaging her reputation after she accused him of sexual assault. With interest payments, Trump's legal debts might now exceed half a billion dollars, an amount it is unclear he can't afford to pay. Now, let me say this about the amount. If Donald Trump actually owes half a billion, you have to remember he testified in the oath, he only has roughly $400 million in cash. In order to pay the debt he has, he would need to liquidate physical assets or sell fake ass cards <laughs> and cheap ass shoes. Something has to give, right? All right. Um, so Trump's uh, appearance was met with obviously a clashing of booze uh, from his detractors and chants of USA, USA from supporters who arrived at the sneaker event decked out in Trump gear. So these are the people he paid, by the way. The dueling chants made it difficult at times to hear Trump speak. Some had uh, been given signs that read, Sneakerheads love Trump. There's a lot of emotion in this room, he said. Uh, of the reaction after holding up and showing off a pair of gold shoes and then placing one on each side of his podium. Uh, this is something that I've been talking about for 12 years, 13 years. And I think it's going to be a big su success, he said, as he spoke. <laughs> as he spoke, the smell of marijuana occasionally <laughs> went through the room. Some of those who attended said they were unaware Trump would be there and continued to shop as a crowd gathered around the stage. Many of the audience said they were not from the city and instead hailed from nearby states and Washington, DC. The attendees skewed younger and more diverse than Trump's usual rally crowds. Trump's campaign is hoping he will be able to win over more young and minority voters, particularly young black men in a likely rematch against President Donald, excuse me, President Joe Biden against Donald Trump in November. This isn't the first time money making venture Trump has announced since launching his third campaign for the White House in 2022, the Trump brand last year reported they made between 100,000 and 1 million from a series of digital cards that you just saw portrayed. Now, I want to go to his mugshot, all right, because I have a novel idea. Let's, let's put his mugshot up. 
Can somebody just make a shoe that's true to brand and call it actually surrendered rather than never surrendered? I think that's a good idea for somebody to run on and just put Donald Trump's picture on the side of the shoe, the front of the shoe, and on the bottom of the shoe. I think it's a good idea, dear brother. Your thoughts? I think so too. Just like his accountant, every time he tries to sell anything, just you know, do the exact opposite, and you probably make right. a whole lot of money for it. I mean, but this guy is just—unfortunately, uh, he's dangerous. But he's one of the most hilarious people alive. I mean, it's like this guy—he's selling the trading cards of him with 10, 12 pack abs and astronaut suits and Rambo right. gear on. And then when he got the $99 cologne, I'm just picturing him, you know, that jupe that old people be wearing, spraying that, spraying that pink jupe on him, uh, rubbing his hands like Birdman, dude selling $400 <laughs> sneakers. Right. Like that, that, I mean, it's just, it, that's the type of stuff that people do, like when they trying to get out the hood or something, like they 19, 22 years old, they fight, like seriously though, like yeah. those shoes look like things that like young artists do and they sell to get their name out there. I mean, to think about what his father constructed, criminal though he may have been, to see where Donald Trump has taken it. It's like you became president of the United States for what? For what? Right. You're not enjoying your life. You're not enjoying none of this. And you still may yet. I mean, it's not like there's a huge chance that he'll actually go spend time behind bars. But that's still something he wakes up thinking about every day because he might. You know, so like the yeah. possibilities there. It's like. Right. All for what? He should have just stayed a TV celebrity and his life would be so good right now. But it, hey, it really would. And according to one person, that was the whole goal. He was running for president to get a better deal with NBC for The Apprentice. Ironically, that's in the book from his former communications director. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... <clears throat> a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Charges dropped against the cop who Brutally beat a black male and then bragged about it. Put up the pictures, full mass here. I'm going to give you the background. Louisiana State Troopers Jacob Brown, Dakota DeMoss, and George Cam Harper are facing six months in prison and a $1,000 fine for beating Antonio Harris. The former white Louisiana State Police Troopers who were involved in beating a black driver in 2020 following a high-speed chase and who later wrote a series of text messages bragging about the violent arrest, would no longer face charges. The state's prosecutors have dropped the charges against Dakota DeMoss and Jacob Brown with plans to drop charges against George Cam Harper, who were involved in the brutal arrest of Antonio Harris and were seen on body camera footage beating him and dragging him by his braids. The Associated Press reported. Harris said he feared for his life during the physical altercation, during which he was left bloodied and battered. Atlanta Black Star previously reported. Some of the texts reportedly exchanged among 
the former state police troopers, two of whom were fired, one of whom resigned, included. Uh, he gonna he gonna be sore tomorrow for sure. Bet he won't run from a full grown bear again from Brown, and bet he don't even cross into L.A. anymore from Demos, who earlier in the fourteen group text had jeered that Harris was still quote digesting that ass whooping end quote. All right, this is Trooper Jacob. Brown, 30 years of age, was charged in the beating. He resigned, okay? Over 14 messages, the men joked, bragged about the beating, quote, beta won't run from a full grown bear again, et cetera, uh, won't come into LA anymore, as I just read. Now, the Atlanta Black Star has contacted the DA, uh, the DA, uh, District Attorney Penny Desier. For a comment. So the DA, whose jurisdiction is Louisiana's fifth judicial circuit, had initially vowed to take down the former troopers, who had at one point tried to hide the fact that body cam footage of the incident existed. So this is tampering with evidence, violation of oath of office, right? So they tried to hide it and produce false reports about the incident to trial. That is now perjury. However, the AP reports that the DA dismissed. Misdemeanor charges against Brown in November and against DeMoss weeks after he was acquitted after beating another black driver with a flashlight 18 times. In an interview with the AP, the DA provided no explanation for the dropped charges, but said she also planned to dismiss charges against Harper. Harris's attorney, Michael T. Sterling, great attorney, by the way, told the AP he felt the system is rigged against people like his client. Quote, the record was clear that these officers senselessly and ruthlessly beat Antonio Harris and lied about the beating and reports. It's hard to understand what's going on here, Sterling said. And by the way, Sterling is a former federal prosecutor, just so you know. According to the AP, the incident began after Harris was pulled over by Brown for a minor traffic violation on an interstate in Richland Parish, Louisiana. Harris got back into his car and drove off, and a chase lasting 29 miles started, and it reached speeds of 150. Atlanta Black Star previously reported after troopers used a tire deflation device to stop Harris's vehicle, he surrendered immediately. But the officers proceeded to use force during the arrest. Harris, quote, laid face down on the ground and extended his arms away from his body and his legs spread apart according to court records, and was approached by DeMoss, who delivered a knee strike and slapped Harris before turning his body camera off intentionally. Atlanta Black Star reported that previously. An investigation by the Louisiana State Police found that Harris did not resist arrest at any point during the incident. They just beat him, ladies and gentlemen. All they did was was beat him. Harris's arrest was one of many that prompted the United States Justice Department to launch an investigation in 2022 into the state police's use of force and whether it engaged in quote racially discriminatory policing, marking the first investigation of a state police agency in 20 years. That's according to the American Civil Liberties Union of Louisiana. Clear cut. Now, I don't know if this DA has been compromised, if the DA has been threatened, if the DA is just a feckless coward. 
But this is an about face from what the DA initially proclaimed and did. All of a sudden, there's no explanation. There's clear evidence of malfeasance and criminal conduct. Everyone agreed, including the prosecutorial office. Yes, these cops did something illegal. All of a sudden, they did not. And there's no explanation as to why the charges are being dropped. I'm with Sterling on this because there's something else happening here. And there's a reason why the federal government decided to come in and literally investigate the entire state policing apparatus. It seems as if the feds have not done a good enough job, at least not yet. There's much more to this story. We just have the tip of the iceberg. But once again, criminal assault of a citizen from cops. I want people to understand when police commit crime, it is still crime. All right. Jackson thoughts. I mean, this is pretty uh, cut and dry. Um, They beat them, like you said, they just beat them up. And, you know, really what solidifies everything and makes it to where it's indefensible are the text messages. Um, You know, that really just shows both intention and uh, habit. I guess the defense for them would be that uh, he was speeding. But then again, he ended up getting out of the car. And it's not in the job description of police officers to, you know, seriously, physically harm people. Um, because they were speeding or something like that. I mean, unless somebody's like shooting up a mall or something like that, then, you know, it doesn't, it's really not necessary. Uh, So other than just being afraid of the police and making sure that we have that authority, I don't really see any logical reason to let these uh, two officers stay on the job. Right. Uh, What they did was criminal. Uh, The man, in fact, never uh, provided any reason to engage in combat. And every investigation that has been done concluded the exact same. Judge shot her, well, ex-boyfriend in the head while he was asleep. Come to find out, let's put her up full mask. She did something very similar to her ex-husband. She has been arrested. Harrisburg. 57-year-old Dauphin County Magisterial District Judge Sonia M. McKnight has been arrested after she allegedly shot her ex-boyfriend in the head as he slept. Per the police report, the bullet entered through his right temple before it exited through his left temple, resulting in him now being blind in one eye. She has been charged with first-degree attempted murder and aggravated assault. Wow. The incident occurred in the early morning hours, Saturday, February 10th, at the victim's home on Saddle Ridge Drive in Harrisburg. The ex-boyfriend, identified as Michael McCoy, had broken up with Judge McKnight and attempted to get her to move out multiple times. He informed Judge McKnight that he would call her mother to help her remove her belongings, solidifying the end of the relationship. Police noted that, quote, at this point, Sonia McKnight, the judge, responds, quote, oh, you're serious, end quote, and realized, quote, that it was over. When he woke up, he described having massive head pain and struggling to see. He had no knowledge of what actually happened yet. According to the report, 
after the victim was shot, he alleged that McKnight asked, what did you do to yourself? Question mark. He later told police that he did not hurt himself. According to multiple reports, McKnight called the police to the scene, but couldn't give a clear explanation as to what occurred. She could not explain what happened and stated that she was sleeping and heard him screaming, officials said. The gun used in the incident was registered to Judge McKnight. And the test determined that she, in fact, had gun residue on her hands. McKnight claimed that she didn't leave the home that night, but footage from the neighbor's doorbell cameras tells a completely different story and caught the judge in a complete lie. Um, Cumberland County DA, Sean McCormick is overseeing the case currently. According to penlive.com, Judge McKnight curb charges connected. She basically got away with this, okay? Connected to shooting her estranged husband in 2019. He was hit in the growing. Did y'all hear what I just said? He was hit in the growing, but ultimately survived his gunshot wounds. Quote, we found that Miss McKnight acted in self-defense, which is why our office did not file charges. The attorney general's office reportedly said at that time, I wonder did her connections help her then? Maybe if you would have treated her like the attempted murderer that she is, this guy has no headache and both eyes today. There's more. Uh, in November, Judge McKnight was also suspended after the Judicial Conduct Board claimed she violated judicial probation stemming from a previous case. The AP reported it was based on her alleged misconduct when a son was involved in a traffic stop in 2020. This is what you call a habitual line crossing. Now, these are things that we have for the record. So now we know, okay, well, likely what she did to her ex-husband, probably not self-defense. But the AG's office said, mm, you know, we made a judgment call, and that was our judgment call. All right. And then she gets suspended from the bench. She gets put on probation and then suspended from the bench because of her misconduct in an actual official proceeding. Once again, this is what we have for the record. Typically, there are multiple things done that we don't know for the record. They just got caught this particular time. And then she gaslights a man that she shoots in the head, according to the report. He's running around. She's asking him questions. She says she had nothing to do with it, but the gunpowder residue is on her hand. And when she lied about her whereabouts, well, the camera tells a different story. This is this seems to be evil personified. I, I would, I would hate to see the reality of her judicial record as far as how she has ruled on cases. Because the person that has this level of disregard for basic human life, how can you have regard for human life you have never known in front of you in your court? Jackson, she's doing people like this according to the report that she knows and has a personal relationship with. Imagine what she was willing to do to people she did not know.
Yeah, I mean, this woman is a legitimate psychopath. I mean, she really is a sociopath, whatever, one of the two, you know, I'm sure there's some technicalities here and there, but um, she lives in her own world completely. I don't know what type of raging insecurity and need for control there is going on there, need to come out on top. Um, but she's obviously smart enough to have gone about life uh, within the world pretty normally. Um, you know, I'm sure that there's probably a lot of I'm sure her personal life has always been a mess. I mean, you yeah. don't just get to shooting people uh, that, you know, and, and your relationships are generally just fine. You know, that, that's not a thing. So right. I'm very glad that she was caught um, because, as you pointed out, she just seems to be a habitual line crosser. So this is behavior that wouldn't have stopped. And these are the types of people who need to be in prison because there are people out here. who Yeah. They gonna hurt people. That's what they will do. So, I mean, there's no if and or buts about it. If you shoot somebody in the head while they're asleep, you're trying to kill them. That that's not a wound. That's not a self defense. That is an attempted murder. She has been charged with that. We'll follow the case. Bring you updates as they come. We got more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. I want to say a big congratulations to you and to my producers, because the credit truly belongs to every single one of you. We have reached 1 million subscribers on our YouTube channel. I'm so humbled that every single one of you collectively connecting, engaging, viewing, sharing, commenting, you made this happen, not me, you. I want you to always remember that. Only about one in 3,600 plus um, channels reached a milestone of even close to this. And this is a beautiful thing, all right? And I want to say once again, congratulations to the entire team. Um, that means that there are 1 million people out there who intentionally said, I want the truth. I want news commentary grounded in truth, grounded in facts, and yes, grounded in passion because we give a damn about what we do here. So this movement, um, that has been built because of indisputable is a movement built because of you, because of every single one of you. And this is an accomplishment uh, worthy of celebration. So you have my permission, even though um, it is a Monday. You have my permission to go out and celebrate tonight. All right. Thank you so much. I'm deeply, deeply thankful. Okay. Mo Fury, um, Trump got his hands on a. <laughs> Or the Timu drop painted with them with crayons and the silver did four hundred dollars. Like them spray painted gold shoes looking What's like going on, man? 2003. Right. And you know they're not gonna last, man. No. You man, can't wear I them know every some day. Things you just gotta put up in a case or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, don't wear them outside now. Okay. All right. Uh Bernie the Kiwi Dragon, thank you so much. Hey, Dr. Jackson, did you say perfume? Uh, is old day Trump really a good idea? We've all heard about, he said, Bessie sticks with cars and shoes, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I see what you did there. Uh, I knew you were coming. Fritza, uh, thank you for that. Hello, Dr. Richie. 
Now, you know I was going to say how my boy Snacks is on. <laughs> I love you guys. She gave you a rose. Yes. Aaron Team Snackson is in the house, so she's alerting other people that Snackson is on the show today. Thank y'all so much. I love both of y'all, man. Queen Fritza, she you still got to cook for me. That's coming up soon because we ain't too far away from each other. So we gonna make yeah. It. I think I think that's gonna happen, Doc. It's gonna happen. Yeah. It's definitely gonna go down. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Lady F and T, thank you for that. Uh, there, uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. I get so discouraged, Doc. I haven't given up, but it ain't easy. P.S. I see you, Snackson. Uh oh, you got some competition. <laughs> you got some competition. Um, and Kenlock K Town, member for eight months. Thank you for that. Congratulations, Dr. Richard. One million. Keep doing what you're doing. You're making this world a better place. And um, we are. We are collectively. We're making this world a better place. Okay. Thank you for the support. All right. Got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm 23% black, so I don't really, you know, I don't consider myself black, but he did so much for the black community and people want to call him racist, this, that, blah, 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 whatever. How can you call this man racist when he was the, he was the one president that, that, that did the most for the black community? I mean, Barack Obama didn't do nothing for the black community. <laughs> when I was growing up in school, man, Nobody had to tell me that I had to be straight. I just knew. Now you got like I have a I have a little daughter, little six year old daughter, and I have to I have to tell her that she has to be straight now. Well, if she I, was born straight, she would be straight. No, exa exactly. But these are people who weren't who were born and identifying as as, so, up, as so, in a different way. So you think that people are born gay? Of course. No. You don't think it's taught? I, I don't. I, I don't. I mean, I, I, my, the, my friends who are gay were born gay. I think it's taught. So, so is is racism taught, or is racist? Are you born racist? Okay, now this is a pivotal point. <laughs> I got to say it. This is red state knowledge uh, and logic, and he brings on a partner to confirm. The scientific accuracy of his proclamation. Here it is. Let's get him in it. Are you taught racism, or or are you you're taught, taught? You're taught that. Shit. You're taught racism, yeah. so you're taught gay, right? My grandma used to tell me that she loved that. Shit. Everybody should own one. Exactly. Well, but but I'm not racist. I have many friends. That I'm are, not racist oh, either. But I think that I think that you know I'm not going to get into that. We're talking about gays right now. Yeah. You're taught gay, and you're taught racism. Yeah, it's taught. Yeah. What do you say to the people who were born gay? They're not born gay. They're taught. They're indoctrinated by this government that they got going right now. That's yes. why we need Trump. Yes. That's why we need Trump. Yes. What would Trump do about the gay issue? You already, you already heard what he did, or what he will do. What will He'll he do? Get it out of the schools. He doesn't think it's right, and it's not right. No. Get it out of here. He doesn't okay, think being so, gay is right. So it's not right. I didn't say that Trump said it's... Transgenderism should, is a crime. Parents that transgenderize their children should be put in prison. It's a, it's a mental illness. What is? Transgender, gay. It's, it's so you're equating the two of them, transgender and gay? What do you mean I'm equating them? Michael Shirt, now damn it, you know you can't use SAT words like equate. 
Why did you set the people up that way, man? Hmm. Got your journalism is what it's called. <laughs> okay, uh, let me try to let me try to dissect this. You, you have to laugh, not to cry, because these individuals believe everything they said. Even the guy that came up and said, "My grandmother said she loved to own n words," but I'm not racist. Okay, even that guy believes what he's saying is patently, absolutely antithetical to racism. He believes this. Um, first of all, the whole line: "Hey, I'm 23% black." But 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 I I don't claim to be black. Why? You see that part, <laughs> that part. You're 23 percent black, but you don't claim it, and you want to make sure we know you don't claim that part of your lineage if it's even true, right? And I don't negate that it could be true, sir. But the fact that you would go out of your way to denounce it, to dismiss it as if it is something bad, um, and then the entire you know, what's taught, what's not taught. Here's what I do, Jackson, because I have people that call my show with this as well, right? Yeah. Uh, they will say, uh, and really at the end of the day, it don't matter, but I put it back to them. So they say, okay, well, be, being gay is a choice. I say, okay, fine. That means that you are one decision away from being gay, correct? No, 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 <laughs> not me. No, no, but sir, if it's a choice, that means that you can either pick an apple or an orange, if it's a choice. If it's a choice, that means that you are one decision away from being gay yourself. But see, they don't want to apply it to the logical um, context of everybody because they like to other people. Uh, it's insane. Could you make sense, Jackson, of what you just saw? Well, my first question is why is it 23% and not 25%? <laughs> right, where did he get his numbers from? <laughs> right, like why is it not adding up to 100 in a meaningful <laughs> way? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah. 50% black, you feel, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, I would think that the next one underneath that would be like a fourth or a quarter black or or something along those right. lines. Well, they're 100% Karen. I guarantee yeah, you that. Exactly, 100% Karen. And that's why that 23% black, you know, it, 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 I got to I gotta let you know so that what I'm about to say can be a little more acceptable, I guess. There you go. But these people are like walking parodies of themselves. Like, it's like, what are you really going to do with this? I mean, it's not, you know, like, it's not, what is your IQ? And I'm, I know that may seem kind of harsh to say, but like, so what at this point? Like, what yeah. are you talking about? You know, like, what, yeah. like, how is this driving you to the polls rather yeah. than things like, you know, you're talking about your daughter, like her college, her education, her future. Like, it's all oh, I, I have to tell her that she's straight. Like, no, you don't. Like, why do you have to do that? Like, it, because you're obsessed with it. It's again, these people are just walking satires of themselves. But like you pointed out, they serious. They mean it. Yep. They're not playing. Not at all. Uh, and they, they are raising children, unfortunately. Yeah. What are you ashamed of? <laughs> Is that the best you got? Where's your face? You don't belong here. Where's your face? Show me your face. I don't even know who you are. This is my face. You don't know my people. Oh, I do. It's out India, bro. 
gotta love the allies, right? All right, let's put it up full mass. I will explain to you what you just saw. Per NBC News and local authorities, a small group of neo-Nazis marched in downtown Nashville, Tennessee on Saturday, drawing a few vocal opponents and ultimately leaving following a challenge. The Nazis, all men wore red long sleeve t-shirts and black pants. They were color coordinated and some carried black Nazi flags. So, so this is the Rebranded Nazi party. Okay. They went to Target. They got red shirts, black pants, and they now have new flags. Okay. Neo Nazi demonstrators carried flags with the infamous swastika, walked around the Capitol and parts of downtown Saturday afternoon. Nashville police said in a statement no arrests were reported, and the group left in a U Haul, which has become kind of the normative traveling apparatus for these. Feckless cowards. Uh, they left in a U-Haul box truck and ultimately exited Greater Nashville, indicating the demonstrators may have been from, yep, out of town. All right, let's put it up. Marchers' red shirts included the words Blood Tribe, a white supremacist membership organization founded in earnest in 2021 by former Marine Christopher Polhas, according to the Anti-Defamation League. Now keep that up. Understand, they can call it an organization. They can contextualize it as a group. These are gang members. Understand this. These are gang members. They are, in fact, criminal. They are criminal. The men only organization says softer politics in favor of loud and showy demonstrations, the hardline stances on notions of white superiority. The group, which the ADL says emphasizes physical fitness. Uh, and a warlike mentality has focused mostly on disrupting events oriented um, toward the LGBTQ community, um, such as drag queen story hour readings for children. I mean, that's to them, that's the that's the thing to do to disrupt people reading books. Okay, um, state rep um, Afton Ben, Democrat Nashville, said on X, "Quote: These groups." Once relegated to the dark corners, now feel empowered to spew their noxious ideology out in the open due to our state's leadership refusing to condemn their speech and actions. And let's go to our dear brother, Representative Justin Jones, Democrat out of Nashville as well. And before I read his caption, I want to just remind people, eight years of Obama didn't do this. Four years of Trump did. I need you to remember that. And it is precisely because there is no public shaming of this from their champions in political circles. State Rep Justin Jones, a reinstated member of the Tennessee Three Group of Lawmakers removed by Republicans for protesting gun violence on the House floor last year, blamed GOP legislators for alleged hate speech 
that he said appeals to neo-Nazis. Jones said on X, this is exactly what my Republican colleagues hate speech is fostering and inviting, end quote. Just left an event honoring a black sorority and spoke of the need to unite against the rising tide of white supremacy only to be confronted only to be confronted by Nazis marching through downtown Nashville. This is exactly what my Republican colleagues hate speech is fostering and inviting. Um, let's go to GOP Governor Bill Lee. Now Bill Lee, well, he condemned the group in a statement on X. Nazism, anti-Semitism should never be tolerated in any form. As Jewish people around the world continue to face persecution, Tennessee remains unwavering in our support. Um, all right, Governor. A video showed a counter demonstrator following the men, uh, as you heard, along downtown streets, not far from the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum. Well, you know, they felt safe there. Uh, challenging participants to show their faces. Uh, he wanted them to be proud of who they are. Uh, his video captured the march and his reaction. Cowards, the man chanted, adding some, well, let's just say choice words. I applaud uh, my dear brother who engaged in that activity. Give them pressure. Give them pressure. All right, Jackson, uh, they put on their they, they put on their little outfits, okay? Uh, they they typically will cover their faces. But you got to think about the strategy, man. Like they literally go out of their way and get coordinated clothing in order to do this. And somebody rents the U-Haul and they all just pile in and go around non-confrontational cities. Because I promise you, they're not coming to Atlanta on Glenwood right. uh, in order to do these demonstrations. What say you? I mean, well, I think one of the important things to remember uh, is the reason that they're covering their faces. And it's because these people in these kinds of movements, in fact, are in the minority. Uh, this, in fact, is not popular with the majority of the country. And this is not where the culture is at this point. We have moved on beyond many of these fights. Unfortunately, they're trying to bring it back. But ultimately, the cat ain't going back in the bag. There's too much toothpaste out the bottle. They're not, you know, not going to force gay people back in the closet. Women ain't going back in the kitchen. You know, th None of that's happening. And as I pointed out before, if they truly got their way, it would destroy the economy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like if you just, <laughs> that's true. If if you just took everybody out of the job market, it would just destroy the economy. It would just it would rip the country apart. You got to keep in mind the United States is not one country; it's 50 countries. That's what a mm. state is. It's 50 countries that's all speak English as its official language, and they're underneath the blanket federal government. This place is huge, and it, it it's not it can't stay together. Unless there's some type of cohesion to where we can all move towards the same goal. So, like, ultimately, we've already defeated the, the lost cause will remain lost. The Civil War been over. They're not bringing it back. You know, Texas not going to secede. None of that is happening. It's not going down. Unfortunately, a lot of collateral damage uh, is being suffered along the way. Yeah. But, you know, as you pointed out, this is these people are gang members and they should be yep. treated like so. That's right. Charge them under the RICO Act. Fifty cases compromised because of a bigoted ass cop. Put up the picture full mask. I told you this would happen. 
I said this. This is why we want good cops. In an update, Mark McNamara, the former San Jose, California cop, who had been exposed as a racist for sending a slew of racist text messages, could now have 50 cases be dismissed because of his involvement. Santa Clara DA, Jeff Rosen, has been looking into the cases that Mark McNamara was involved in. NBC Bay Area reported last year, it was revealed that Mark sent text messages using the N-word and said, I hate black people, end quote. Let's put it up full mass. They were sent after the shooting of Con Green, a community college football player that Officer Mark wounded at a Mexican restaurant, March 2022. Other messages that came to light showed the officer repeatedly using a racial slur to refer to Green's lawyer, Adante Point. Quote, the other day, this N-word lawyer is like, Mr. McNamara, you know we can't still find you. Uh, we can still find you guilty of excessive force, right? I'm like, hmm, yeah, then what happens? Think I give a F what y'all in words think? I'll shoot you too. He wrote, Officer McNamara resigned when the San Jose Police Department uh, resigned from the San Jose Police Department, lost his certification, post-certification in November, made the ongoing backlash. Chief Anthony Mata stood firm on the decision as part of his commitment to anti-racism culture. During that time, Mata also said that the department would work with the DA's office to comb uh, the cases that McNamara was linked to. This is something we said should happen every time. Good thing is happening here. With Rosa moving forward on his promise, he assembled a committee that found 54 of them has sent a letter to the public defender's office. There's five cases, low level narcotics cases that we determined we couldn't proceed in that we'd have to rely upon McNamara's testimony. And we're unwilling to do that because we take very seriously the racism that he expressed. Rosen told the news station, the public defender's office is considering dismissing 19 cases, according to the report. In addition, Rosen said he is open to other defense attorneys making an argument about any other cases McNamara had his hands in. Now, I'm going to say this. This is speculation. I truly believe that the brass, Mata and others, they are aware of more information than they're telling us about this cop. Because typically, you don't have this kind of, hey, free candy for every defense attorney. If you have a claim, just send it to us. We'll take it seriously. Without there being much, much more information. That's unavailable to the public. At least they're combing through it. At least they're doing the process. At least this is somewhat of a blueprint of how it should work when you find that there's a cop who does, in fact, engage in significant systemic racism. Okay, Jackson, thoughts here, brother. 50 cases is a lot of cases. I mean, like, whenever you hear about anything that you have to put in mind how repetitive these things are. Like, when you think about criminals who do things over and over and over again, like how many people they may, how many stores they may have robbed, how many lives they may have taken, something along those lines. 50 is a lot. And to just dismiss them all, 
I mean, a, a, a text message is, I don't like black people. Like, that's cartoonish. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't get any more clear than that. Like, you can't explain your viewpoint on minorities any more clear than that. On top of everything else that you mentioned, that was just, he yep. just sounded like an angry guy at a bar who had too much to drink. You know, he's, he's going through it. He really sounds like that. But the reason this is so important, and we all know this, is because police officers are supposed to be trusted before anything else. Like, these are people that we're supposed to feel can protect us, but not even just protect. We're supposed They're supposed to be inviting. Like, we can walk up to them and ask them questions and things like that. But the yeah. more that these types of reports come out, the more people can avoid police officers because it's like, well, that just make might make the whole situation worse. But, again, the biggest thing that stuck out to me about this is 50 cases. Like, and it's all this dude did. Like, right. literally, this is all this man did when he went to work and when he left. We will bring you updates about these 50 cases. The cops pull over a woman. She has brain injury. They put guns on her, handcuff. All right. It's very sad. Put up the picture full mass. Washington State, Nicole McClure, a woman who crashed her car while suffering a stroke was ordered out of a car, ordered out via gunpoint, cuffed by the Washington police before being mocked by jail staff as she lay on the floor without help for more than 24 hours. McClure eventually spent 17 days in a hospital after having part of her head removed by surgeons and is now suing Thurston County police for ignoring her symptoms following the crash March of 2022. McClure, 40 years of age, had left work early suffering from a headache and dizziness. When she was spotted by Barnes driving too slowly and weaving out of her lane as she tried to get home to Olympia, she did not respond when Officer Barnes tried to pull over, eventually crashing her car into a roundabout, all right? So here's the scene. The officer pulled his gun and yelled at her as he approached the wreckage. And she stepped out with her hands up. He accused her of resisting after she did not respond to his demand that she dropped the car keys clutched tightly in her hands. Quote, she's trying to use these keys to stab, he said on tape. She's trying to use these keys as a weapon. End quote. None of that was true, by the way. Dashcam video recorded state trooper Jonathan Barnes slamming her over the hood of his car, demanding, quote, when's the last time you used meth? When was the last time you used heroin? She says, I haven't. I don't. She pleaded, I'm confused. I think I'm tired. No, 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 no. She was having a freaking stroke. Officer Barnes, who won the Core Values Award at his troops graduation ceremony in 2019, arrested her on suspicion of intoxication, driving and felony evading, but never tested her. Did not test her at the scene for drugs or alcohol and did not call the medics, despite the fact she was in a car crash and his protocol. 
In his written report, the troop also struck out a section detailing medical questions with a remark, did not ask. He took her instead to a nearby hospital where he did not mention the crash or where she was given blood tests for alcohol and drugs that obviously came back negative. Quote, Nicole recalls being laughed at and told, have another shot. Attorney Ann Van Kirk said in a statement, quote, had Nicole received immediate medical attention, her condition would have been significantly easier to treat and the outcome far less severe. She lay vomiting for more than a day at the county jail before any medic examined her. And she was finally rushed to emergency surgery. Let me give you a response from the officials. Thurston County Prosecuting Attorney's Office confirmed it had been served with the lawsuit. Quote, while we can't discuss the specifics of independent litigation, I can confirm that the safety of inmate staff and the general public remains a top priority for the Thurston County Corrections Facility, said a spokesperson. Uh, the Sheriff Derek Sanders runs the Thurston County Police and Chief Trevor uh, Davis runs the Correction Bureau. Um, Buck stops with them. Supposedly, uh, gentlemen, you have work to do if your leadership is more than feckless. Um, Dave, this thing here was so extreme. If the officer just would have followed a simple protocol, which is make sure that there's a paramedic that comes. This is a crash, individual has been involved, but he made all of these assumptions. This is, this is when bias Assumption, this is when it leads to somebody's death or significant injury. If he would have approached that situation based on his training rather than his bias, she likely does not have this level of severe trauma. What say you? Well, and never mind his training, if he would have approached it with just a little bit of humanity. I yep. mean, he might have had some suspicions. Maybe he's been around a lot of you know cases where people have crashed vehicles because they were on drugs or whatever. That's fine for him to have those suspicions. But you got to get those suspicions confirmed. You can't just yep. operate on them. And if he would have shown a little bit of humanity, a little bit of compassion and honor to protect and serve, he would have called the medics. He would have said, look, I don't know what's going on here. She's acting strange. We got to find out. Let's make sure she's okay. That would have solved it. And then he would have, you know, a couple hours later, he could have said, okay, I was wrong. There was no, yep. there was no alcohol in her system. She was having a medical emergency, and I probably shouldn't have assumed that. But the moment a bad cop acts on his assumptions, the assumptions of bad cops are always filled with bias, racism, bigotry, it goes on and on. And that's why getting the bad cops out of the system are so important. It's not just about the police, it's about all of our safety. Because the moment a bad cop sees you and you're in some distress, you're in trouble. That's right, very well said, dear brother. Texas cops, they shoot a woman in her own apartment doing nothing illegal, no crime. Here it is. Sheriff's office.
They're literally trying to kill anything that's moving. Put up the picture full of bass. Nobody committed a crime. Nobody was threatening the cops. They just started shooting. This is a hell of a story. Texas cops shoot a black woman through her apartment door. Ebony Pouchy, okay? Houston, Texas. Ebony was shot multiple times in her own home after being mistaken for an intruder. Miraculously, she survived the encounter. In the pre-dawn hours of February 3rd, Harris County, Texas deputies approached a Houston apartment with guns drawn. The incident started when officers were called to an apartment complex in the middle of the night on a suspected intruder call. After arriving and finding nothing amiss, the deputies were approached by a resident who reported hearing glass break in an upstairs unit, okay? LaRonda Berry rents the apartment where the shooting took place and says she had returned home with Ebony that morning. Quote, we realized we did not have the key. I told Ebony, go ahead and break the window, said LaRonda Berry, who also lives in the apartment. A short time later, Barry says she recalls a loud banging at the door. Ebony grabbed her gun, ran to the door. Once again, nothing criminal about any of this. It's nothing criminal about uh, bearing arms. It's nothing criminal about utilizing extra uh, means in order to get into your place because you don't have a key. I've done it myself. Okay, I've left my key somewhere and I had to break a window pane. Had to pay for it later. Had to get inside of my home. She almost died. Then one deputy sees a woman coming toward the door inside. The deputies fire multiple shots into the apartment, no threat, reloaded their gun and shot again. Inside, Ebony was hit multiple times. She got shot in the leg and in the torso many places, said Ben Crump, her attorney. Crump called the deputy's actions impulsive and demanded a statement in a statement that they immediately be held accountable for his client's terrible injuries. Response from the police. So the Harris County Sheriff's Office says that Ebony was given life-saving care at the hospital, taken to the hospital. They confirmed a handgun was found at the scene and both they and the DA's office are investigating. The deputies involved are at administrative leave per department policy. Once their investigation is complete, the County Sheriff's Office will present their findings to the DA for review by an independent grand jury, put up the sheriff. Uh, this is Ed Gonzalez, he oversees the Harris County Sheriff's Office. Um, now, Sheriff, you may be able to say, okay, they did not intentionally try to kill anybody, but this is absolutely criminal negligence. It's wanton endangerment, if nothing else. Uh, these are crimes. And I would imagine they probably fudged the police report. But what in the hell, man? People have the right to answer their door with a gun on their side. This is a constitutionally protected right. Oh, I'm sorry. They're black. So that means they are criminals answering the door in their own home. Uh, Jackson, we did not hear any warning. We did not hear, drop the gun. Nothing. They just start shooting. And, and damn, they killed this woman. And then reloaded. That was that was the craziest part of the whole thing. I mean, not that the whole video was di- wasn't difficult to watch, 
but the reloading and then the taking the time and then letting it out, like you don't think you probably hit them already. But also, too, I mean, this is Texas. Uh, people have guns legally in Texas. It's not even like you have the excuse of, oh, we're in a state where you can't legally have those types of firearms. Right. So, I mean, no matter how you look at this, I mean, these these look like like people who like were posing as police officers pretending to be and like they shouldn't be doing the job whatsoever. I mean, how embarrassing is this to the police department? Not that yeah. they're ashamed of it, um, but I mean, this just looks horrible. Nothing yeah. about it was professional. There's nothing good to say about it whatsoever. Luckily, she survived. Uh, but that easily could have not been the case because they unloaded uh, two whole clips on her. Yep. So, and uh, naturally, she's going to have her, her life is different, obviously. I mean, she was shot many times and shot in some very distinct places. So her life is completely different today than it was before she went to sleep that night. Uh, the police should be held accountable. Dear brother, always a pleasure having you on the program. Tell people how they can follow you. Check out your great work. Absolutely. Always good to be here. Check me out on YouTube, youtube.com slash at politics and paper. I got daily streams and I got a whole lot more coming. The community's built around uh, service and local politics. And I got a lot coming. So again, check me out. Politics and paper on YouTube. Always good. to Thank be you. Here. Thank you for your leadership, dear brother. Always good to have you. The bullpit is next. Stick and stay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. All right, he's back in the bullpen today. We have Juan Velas Mill, commentator, Young Voices. He's made appearances in many places, Fox News, Telemundo, MSNBC, the list goes on and on. We do not hold those things against him here. Good to have you back, Juan. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing quite well. I got to ask you, man, we're going to chop it up about this erasing of racism and not in the way that it sounds. The Republicans are trying to erase racism by acting as if it doesn't exist, never existed, gaslighting people. It's not the kind of erasing of racism that we actually know could hopefully erase some of the racist elements inside of this country. Why do you think there's this push and everybody seems to be on the same page? to erase the reality that racism even existed in America. I don't want to presume what you know, believe about that particular topic. So if you would give us your um, proclamation, I would then opine. I don't really know exactly what you're talking about. I, If you have a specific example and yep. and I could respond because I sure. I do think that a lot of the times like we hyper fixate on race to a degree that's quite detrimental. Right. And you see this, this whole race hustling world uh, taking over politics. And when okay. you look at it, I, I was, you know, watching the show before this, and you're talking about the right of neo Nazism, and you're talking about some of the cases with cops killing innocent black people. And those all matter, but at the end of it all, like those are not the priorities of most Americans. Uh, well, well, speak for yourself. It's a priority of a particular group, and you don't have to subscribe to that group. So, how dare you? Say that's not a priority to most Americans because statistics betray you, sir. But I will what, give what you a proclamation. You about? I will give what you statistics you in just about? a moment so that you can stop gaslighting, dear brother. You ask me a question. I'll provide an answer for you and a proper education along with it. So the question you posed is what am I talking about when I'm saying that there is this erasing of racism in America by those who are conservative by acting like it never happened? Nikki Haley said, 
that this country has never been a racist nation. It was, in fact, Nikki Haley who said that the Civil War, when she denied that it was fought over racism or slavery, she said, I should have said the truth in a later interview. It was Governor DeSantis who said, well, this is destroying our children. It's called critical race theory, not even taught in K through 12 education. So when you talk about the reality of racism or slavery, look at the policies as well as the proclamations that have been made by major presidential candidates. And you can't dismiss the reality of slavery. Hold on, brother, I ain't finished. You can't dismiss the reality of a DeSantis appointing a school board in Florida who says, well, you know, skills, trades were learned by the enslaved, highlighting something positive. Let me tell you why. No, man, I'm not finished. I just have to disagree with you there. You can disagree, brother, but what I'm finished. When somebody says that about slavery, understand what slavery is. Slavery is human sex trafficking. Slavery Slavery is murder. When have you ever heard someone contextualize a human being being trafficked or a child being or another human being being murdered as they learned something positive in the process. Never, except when it applied to the enslaved Africans in this country. Go ahead. Yeah, of course, I think slavery is bad. And, and I, I think Nikki Haley's comments for not agree. I'm not a big Nikki Haley fan. In regard to CRT, I think most Americans don't like CRT. And it's Do not- you know what it is? Yeah, critical race theory. What is it? Well, you tell me what it is, like critical race but, theory. But you, if you don't like it, you got to know what it is, brother. You said you yeah, don't course, like it, what is it? Of course I know what it is. So critical race theory is that they use a critical lens in which you hyperfixate on race and you see how it affects different parts of society and you use it to make decisions on how law yields disproportionate effects and blah, 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 blah. But on education- but that's not. That's not what critical race theory is. Critical race theory is a theoretical framework utilized in doctoral studies in order to analyze particular cause, effects, and outcomes. It is not something that is traditionally taught in any type of collegiate atmosphere until you get it's into not doctoral taught, it's studies. Used. It's uh, sir, uh, uh, allow me to finish. Uh, you, you, you use a theoretical framework, critical race theory. Most people can't even define it, much less utilize it appropriately. And in the Florida laws, where we said, or they said, okay, critical anti-critical race theory is the bill. Guess what was not in the law? Critical race theory. They never banned critical race theory. Dr. They Ritchie. used that as a front, and critical race theory wasn't even confined in the context of the document because what they were banning was one thing: teachers' ability to teach actual history. That's not true. I, it I is true. You can look school. it up. My brother's going to a Florida school right now. That's so not your brother true. learned critical yeah, race just theory. That you're making up. And at no, the end no. Of your the brother. Life. Wait a minute. Your brother learned critical race theory. He didn't learn critical race theory. Like I understand some conservatives use that term as as well, a, that, that's what I everything. said to you. Yeah, you just but, proved my but point. What what I mean is that critical race theory is used by education professionals to then push a, a certain agenda and the way things are taught. What and agenda and what and wasted advanced what agenda? Skills. No, no. Tell me what agenda. That agenda is basically if you go to a very liberal university or a very liberal school, is very guilt centric, and you you make students. Talk about race in 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 ways that are what meant class? to make them feel bad. It 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 doesn't really not it doesn't advance the interests of most Americans. But but I'm asking what when class are you talking about? What's the subject? All that it's following social cohesion in this country. 
Just so hyperfixating on race makes no sense. Do you have any answers at all? What class, what subject? What are you talking about? Uh, some schools have like specific like race dedicated classes. Like what? What's the name of the class? Um, I don't remember. I like, it's a particular class in my university. I didn't have that in Florida back then. What university did you go to? American University. Public or private? It's private. That was private. Do you pay for the classes? Yeah. Which means you get to choose what classes you take, correct? No, I didn't choose that one. That one was forced on me and most It was forced on you. What, What class was it? What was the name of it? It's about identity and then the structures. It's basically, yes, critical race theory, like very- But, but what's the name of the class there, brother? It's called AUX to race, identity, and something else. I don't right, really remember. And, and what was but your major? My major was international relations. But if you're an engineer, so you have international, to take In international relations, you yeah. take it a class about diversity, inclusion, or equitable principles. Is somehow yeah. antithetical to you understanding international relations. No, I have a friend who's a computer science major, and he had to take it too. But anyhow, he had, I digress. He, he had what, to take what a I will class. Say, what uh, I will say, AU Dr. Class, Ritchie, come on, Dr. Richie. What I will say, and I think this is important, is that every year over one thousand people are killed by cops, and you know many of them are innocent people, for sure, and that should be something we have to fix. But now in America. The priorities of the American people are crime. If you live in a big city, more people are killed in New York and DC together than the entire country by cops. More people are afraid of a crazy homeless guy with a chainsaw than neo-Nazis or a cop. So this is just about priorities. And I think that your priorities, at least on your show, are not on the right place. And that's a problem. And this this is in part what I think our country does not need. We don't need mm. more division. We need some social cohesion. Mm. That's some of Tim Scott, you know, very lovey dovey, but he's doing some of that. And that's actually good. Yeah. So, uh, in your opinion, my priorities are adverse to America, correct? Your hyperfixation, yes. Because okay. it, it seems now, like you talk much more about neo Nazis. Than mm. about immigration or mm. homelessness, at least how, from how much, what I can tell this specific well, day. It's unfortunate, but see, this is your uh, this is your ignorance talking, and so because I understand you're coming from a place of ignorance, I'm going to be gracious. Um, we do talk about immigration on this program. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have a doctorate of science in immigration law from Azteca University. I'm sure you're familiar with the university. I hold a doctorate from there in immigration law. So yes, I do talk about immigration. Number two, we talk about homelessness and the cause and effect relationship of the ecosystem that's involved. It's a policy dynamic, not a personal dynamic. We also talk about neo-Nazism because there are people who are oppressed in this nation. And if you don't have an intentional advocacy apparatus for those who are oppressed and have the least amount of power inside of a political or economic structure, they will not be heard. They have to have advocates. And unfortunately, most of our elected officials are either feckless cowards or they are purchased by the highest bidder. And so individuals like myself and a few others, we try to be intentional about making sure that they have a prioritization with us rather than those who have money. Does that make sense to you? I mean, I guess like it, 
it's your show. And I just think that if I were in your shoes, I would talk a little bit more about those issues than about race and some official in some county saying the N-word. I think most Americans, even most of what black does it Americans, mean? Again, what does I, it I mean? can't talk for most black Americans. But yeah, if but you you're trying to. You're what? talking to a black America right now, so you don't have okay, to Okay, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. If you were watching the news, well, it's shown shows, so of course you're going to like it, but would you rather have someone talking about how to reduce poverty or about some person saying the N-word and some office somewhere. Let me show you how it's, it's connected. Most one. of the time I've noticed like we hyperfixate on mm. this person said the N-word, this person said this, this person said oh, that. Okay. It's a little too much. Well, let me show you how it's connected. Policy does not get to escape your personal proclamation. If there's an elected official that says the N-word, we actually just discussed the cop. A cop who sent messages saying, I hate black people. He didn't say black people, he used the N-word. He, he was extremely racist in the way he contextualized not only black folk, but the attorneys of black people. Told one attorney, N-word, I'll shoot you too. And that got him fired. Now, why is that important? Because right now the DA says that 54 cases are now compromised because those cases relied on the testimony of a known racist cop among them who could have been biased in their expression of the case during presentation. That's number one. Number two, when you have an elected official who is in charge of policy and their bias is before them, but they are acting as if they are actually fair people. They're arbitrators of justice, but they are racist against a particular demographic. If they were racist against your culture, you would not want them judging policy for you and your family. You would want them to be exposed so they would not have position of power over you, correct? Does that make sense to you, brother? I mean, of course it makes sense. Like, Thank I, you, I appreciate it. All right. It, it seems that we're fighting against, at least you, against a ghost. Because most What's Republicans, the most Republicans are like, oh yeah, it's super cool when a cop kills an innocent black person, or we love racism. Like this, that's so just you're saying that, that it's not happening in this country. I got like, you. So uh, I, I think I understand what you're saying. You're saying that because the vast majority of cops are not saying the N word uh, in text messages, or the vast majority of elected officials are not being caught being racist outside of their job. You're saying that I should not highlight. The injustices they bring. No, no. You. What are you saying? You can do whatever you want. I just think that it, this is an, a show that well, well, a lot I, of I people watch. That. A lot of people watch, and yeah. that's great. Yeah. Uh, but how do you, how do these specific issues affect most of your watchers? I'm not entirely sure, but not only this show, but when I look a lot at a lot of other mm -hmm. shows, it seems like they'll rather talk about these issues than about all the other things that affect us. Case in point, the southern border, for example. Like, how many times have you talked about that today or this week or last week? Sorry. You don't watch my show, do you? I, I do. I watch it occasionally. Oh, okay. So, so if you watch my program, dear brother, you will know that I talked about the southern border last week and the week before that, by the way. The standoff okay, compare, that happened. Compare it with, compare it with, uh, with racism. Like, it's. So, so. You, you need me, now let me just get this right. You would like me to speak uh, more about other things to suit you rather no. than, well, well, tell me what you want me to do, brother. What, what do you ask me to do for it? Let me I see if I could accommodate. You what do you need your me to show do now? However you want to do your well, show. Well, I promise you, I damn sure will. Okay, okay. 
I'll tell you exactly what to do. Okay. If I were in your shoes, yeah. I will, of course, talk about, you know, all these instances. Mm-hmm. What appropriate. Sometimes some of them I don't think are that newsworthy. Mm-hmm. So you'll basically what, do what I'm doing. Not, not entirely. I think, But, but, I think but kind could, of. Yeah, kind of. All right, I appreciate you. Thank to you. Some I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you, dear brother. It's been fun. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right. Remember, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.